Hello everyone and welcome to Wine Over Wisdom. My name is Melissa Ribeiro and I sound like I've had too much coffee. I did. I am so elated to start my second podcast. Thank you for joining me. I just actually booked my first guest. It's feeling very real. I feel like I'm on a roll. And he's verified on Instagram and newsflash, I feel like a loser for even having to mention that. This is the world we're in. Welcome everyone. I just found out that Tasha Adams from uh, Bachelor in Paradise and John Paul Jones are no longer together. She released a statement. We really didn't need all of that wording. We all knew that that was a completely falsified relationship. Maybe she believed it was going to be real. Maybe he believed it was going to be real. I think that they were just kind of starstruck with the idea of it and knew it would be beneficiary maybe it was um tactful and contractual of an agreement who cares i mean i love her and she's the most beautiful person beautifulest i'm Teresa judice right now but she is she's gorgeous she's like a disney princess really she should be a disney princess i just never saw the connection i really wish she worked out with derek I am still crushed by that. Derek really shouldn't be single. He's a freaking catch. I'm married, so it can't be me. Can it be someone else? I'm rooting for you, Derek. I love you. I just listened to Caroline Manzo speak on her son's podcast, Big Shocker, Dear Albie. I just want to mention right now that I'm not a pop culture digest. I just, this is really what's on my mind, the forefront of my mind right now. But Caroline Manzo responded to Teresa Judice. You know, she is mother hen. She's extremely wise. But I have to disagree with her on a few things. I really don't think Teresa is a narcissist. I, just to give you context, um, Teresa Judice was doing an interview Sunday night was doing an interview Sunday night what am I tripping up I can't even speak she did an interview Sunday night with Andy Cohen on watch what happens live it was a special between her and her husband Joe Judice who just was released from prison he was in prison for 41 months and is now deported to Italy I mean just in case you live under a rock I'm explaining it (laughs) and sips the wine It was a very awkward interview between the two of them and then at one point Andy Cohen decided to play back something from at least six, seven years ago. It had to have been a long time ago where Caroline Manzo predicted that Joe Judice would be in trouble one day with the legal system and be sent away, whether it be prison or maybe possibly deported. And... Teresa would be alone to take care of her children and having to be the pillar of strength. Teresa had a visceral reaction to that clip. She did not understand how Caroline could predict such a thing and even accused her of being a so-called rat and going to the feds. Now, Caroline didn't mention this on her podcast um, on Dear Albie, but Going to the feds is an extremely messy thing. Nobody wants to get involved with the feds. You do not want to be enveloped in a case of that nature and 
Caroline doesn't get herself involved in anything really so I completely doubt that she would do that being so empathetic of the children as she always has been I completely doubt that she would do that however I have Teresa's back she reminds me a lot of my mother where it's like old school Italian mentality she is you know she grew up in a little bubble of just her and her parents, you know, her, her family, her nuclear family, and she did everything she, her parents wanted her to do growing up. And when you live like that and you haven't experienced life, you haven't had time to really philosophically take a look into things. You don't. Your your brain is very like instinctual where it's do what's right by mom and dad, do what's right by husband. Do what's right by children. Respect. You only have like seven categories of things you really care about and know how to navigate. You're not thinking beyond and deeply within. You're not understanding things. It's very hard to get things through to you because you really are led by your gut. My mother has the best instincts ever. But if you try to explain to her things in a metaphysical point of view or talk to her about karma or anything like that, she's not going to get it. She's not. And she's just like, doesn't matter. You do what's right by your parents. You do this. You do that. You don't talk to other people. You don't tell people your private issues. You don't let people talk about you. You da 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 da. It's the way that they were brought up. They're a product of their environment and their nature. I love my mother to death. She is wise in many other many other things. But she will viscerally like flip the table. <laughs> Metaf- metaphorically she will flip the table if you cross the line and disrespect her or if she feels disrespected. She's not going to sit and be like, "Well, you know, thinking about how the how you were brought up and maybe what you your insecurities are and your bouts of of struggling throughout your life i can see how this would emotionally scar you no it's not going to the thoughts are not going to process in that manner it's just not and that's teresa to a t so i do not i think that teresa has a really big heart i do i think she was enwrapped by all of the fame and it does um, kind of conduct all her decision making. Absolutely, I do. I truly do. I, I agreed with a lot of what Caroline said and what she didn't say. And I know you're probably sitting there being like, tell me what she said, tell me what she said. I mean, I can't really go word for word, but she did make a lot of good points that she hasn't, Caroline Manzo made points saying that she did not get involved. She hasn't spoken up about anything she only watched it because um, people were notifying her and telling her, you have to see this, you have to see this. What I did absolutely agree with is that Caroline Manzo was like, listen, I've lived 58 years. I'm, it's easy to put together. I'm able to see past things. And that's true because she is very intuitive. She's empathetic. I resonate with that. So I have been able to predict things that I had no idea would actually come true. It's just you can kind of have 
use that intuition with imagination and kind of have a foresight with with everything especially coming from like the new york new jersey area where there's a huge density it's a popular there's a density in population i'm trying to say and you've seen and heard it all in these areas you have wealthy people mixed with i don't know how to say it just not wealthy people and everyone is hustling and trying to get through life and you'll come across people that have gotten in trouble with the law with um not making wise choices with money you are surrounded by people with money if you don't have it and it can make you do very impulsive things which is not right she did say that joan joan hmm hey joan (laughs) she did say that joe owned up to it and she respected that she disagreed with the idea that the cameras are going to be following Teresa into italy for that first encounter with joe i didn't even think about that i guess Teresa just wanted the truth to be shown i think she wanted people to see the interaction i don't think she's doing it for the money i mean maybe she is you might be thinking oh Jeez, Melissa, are you nuts? How much wine have you been drinking? I get it, but I would kind of want the the cameras with me. The people that film these shows are like family to her. The cameras have shown a side of her and a side of the story that she's not able to explain very well. She perhaps wanted everyone to get a dose of the reality that she will be living so people understand why she can't be with Joe. I'm sure there's a lot of people in her ear asking her why can't why can't you go to Italy and just live with Joe it's not it's just Italy it's fine your kids can acclimate there are schools in Italy that speak English I mean English is a very popular language in Europe you'd be surprised there's many signs in English it's not that difficult to navigate but people don't understand that her father is here And she already lost her mother. She doesn't want to take away time from her father. She doesn't want to transport her father to Italy and deal with him acclimating to a new country all over again. My nonna, sorry, my grandmother, was in Italy uh, the summer before last summer for three months. To get medical attention, it's a long wait. Many places, you're driving over an hour to see a doctor. It's not like she's staying in a luxurious apartment in Milan in the city she doesn't want to be in the city she wants to be with her family and i'm sure that would be the case for them as well and and i often wonder i don't even know what Teresa's relationship is with dina anymore i wanted to kind of go down the rabbit hole and figure that out if you know please dm me or send me anything that you see or have heard but uh kunselina not really going to be like that Interestingly enough, I decided to go to Kathy Wakil's Twitter just to see where she's at, if she made any comments in regards to the Andy Cohen Teresa Judice interview. And it turns out she's in Sala Kunzelina. So, hmm, very interesting. Would she be meeting Joe there? Does she still have a relationship with Joe? It's very interesting. I don't know what her relationship is with Caroline. I mean, Dina's relationship with Caroline is anymore. I remember they weren't speaking for a little while. I hope everything has been working out between them. She comes from a lot of siblings. So 
oftentimes when there's a huge number of siblings, like nine or eight siblings, often it gets clicky between the siblings and certain siblings don't even talk to each other very often. I just said the word siblings a lot of times, didn't I? Move on. (laughs) I know that when Teresa went to prison, she had a lot of time to reflect and she kind of had a crash course in soul searching and an internal development in a in, she was namaste right Teresa namaste she had an involvement within then she loses her mother that's another crash course into things she's separated from her children and her husband and the t- cameras so she really has no choice but to look within she's grown tremendously and I love her but has she grown to the place where she doesn't understand that accusing Caroline for ratting and getting them in trouble is a little bit outlandish no she hasn't I was so surprised I root for them so much and they both have a tendency to really put their foot in their mouth and I understand that because that's my family as well oh it's like shoot from the hip is what I meant to say it's a very shoot from the hip manner of speaking and she just like is known for that When she said to Jackie, are you hungry? When she meant, are you thirsty? Like that is a typical situation that would happen with, you know, me and my family are pretty much immigrants except for my cousins that were born here in America with me. And there is a tendency to put your foot in your mouth. The things that you say are never really what you mean because not out of any false image or fakeness. It's just that it's just very like, pull the trigger type of speaking I say whatever you don't think before you speak I do I also have that issue again she had a visceral reaction she was just simply angry that there was someone who was able to predict something that she herself couldn't even predict something that changed her life and the only thing she could grab onto was saying maybe she's a rat because she just all her brain cared about was offending her was attacking it went to the first thing maybe somebody said that to her in passing so she decided to recycle that statement and use it as her her dig when she decided to shoot from the hip i have people like that again like i I, i'm sorry to bring it back to me but i do i i have people like that in my family where it's like we'll be in the middle of arguing i'm spitting the truth i'm telling it like it is i'm holding up a mirror to them and they'll be like well your shoes are ugly really you you bought me these shoes. Oh, okay. It's like you just wanted to offend me. You just wanted to t- you wanted to throw a diss at me and you couldn't think of anything and you just looked at my shoes and decided to hit it. It is very common and I just I don't want to pinpoint Teresa's delusional or anything like that because I really do care about her and I care about her children. I just root for her so much and I really wish she didn't do that. Her PR people must be screaming. And that's another thing that she gets so much she's surrounded by yes people no one can get through to her and it's the people that are poisoning her with negative information that's what's getting through to her and that's really unfortunate maybe i'm going too long on this tangent so i am not but i just want to say that i'm not surprised that they're probably not going to work out as a relationship because she like I said before, was in her bubble 
do anything mom and dad say. You come home from school, you do your homework, you clean the house, you do anything mom wants, you help her make sauce, you then have to get married, you find a husband, you become the stay-at-home wife, you do everything for the husband, you have some kids, you do everything for the kids. That is your world. You don't have a time to step back and reach stoicism. You don't have time to, to ponder and think of life and understand people's emotions or anything like that. She was in her bubble. Her independence, her freedom, that evolved and was created because of the show. She probably never imagined being more than just like a pretty trophy wife. That once she got that, it was game over. Now her husband and her separated or were separated for three years and 15 months because I'm just adding their sentences together. She probably really found herself in prison. Then while he's away, now she's back in her old environment. Forget it. I'm not shocked. She has created her own identity. She's not going to surrender everything that she is so proud of and identifies with to go to Italy and leave her father. Like I said before, I'm not going to be redundant, but those are my feelings and that's that. Jim Edmonds, I see you, boo, and you're making yourself look like an idiot. If you need some contacts, Megan Kim Edmonds, alumni of Real Housewives of OC, is has been filed for divorce from Jim Edmonds, who has been married, I think, five times before. I don't even know. I don't want to fact check right now. But the point is, if you're with the storyline and you watch Real Housewives of OC, good for you. Clink, cheers. Let's keep going. We always predict this. And this is a crazy week for Vicky Gumvelson and Caroline Manzo. Caroline Manzo predicted that Teresa would have to take care of the kids on her own after Joe D- Judice goes to jail. Now Vicky Gumvelson, five years ago, also predicted that, well, she kind of threatened Megan Ken- King Edmonds, MKE, let's say, because I'm tripping up on her name. You will be divorced in five years. Look what has happened. This is insanity. I actually stand Megan because she outed Vicky on the whole Brooks thing, which is probably why Vicky decided to say those things to her. I don't remember the order anymore. And we are here. Jim is denying claims of sleeping with the nanny. Do you like these noises? Little AMSMR, AMSR. I don't know how to say it. Jim is denying of being with the nanny, saying that the nanny was like a daughter to him because she's only like, what, a fetus, 20 years old? If you are lying, Jim, that is sick and disgraceful, please stop. In fact, you shouldn't be making statements at all. Focus on yourself. Maybe make one statement. I can assure you that there has not been a relationship between me and that woman. Hmm. Sounds a little Bill Clinton-ish to me, but... You can say one statement, you are kind of acting like a big old thirst trap or that you're caving in under the pressure because you're being outed. Whatever it is, it's not a good look. Just stop it. Whatever the case is, I can assure you that there is some infidelity of some kind. There's probably an infidelity clause in their prenuptial agreement and he is shaking in his damn boots. I am just making accusations here. These are all alleged. Maybe the relationship has been taking a hit because 
her son Hart has been going through some health issues, has been going into hyperbaric chambers. She's been traveling all over the United States trying to find the best doctors. As she explained on Mystic Michaela Know Your Aura's podcast, first off, listening to that podcast, I can assure you she is so lovely. She's a delight. And I know she can come across as a tight, cold person, but she is really not. Big week for Caroline Manzo and Vicky Gumbelson. Cheers. Good work, ladies. Good bettings. Good bettings, ladies. Proud of you. I have been in an organizing frenzy around the house. It is always so strange that I really get like the muscle and the fuel to finally reorganize and purge the house, do everything, set up for donation, while I later hear that it's Mercury freaking retrograde. Don't roll your eyes at me. I understand not everyone agrees with Mercury retrograde, and they think that astrology is just a hoax. I totally am into it, and hear me out. Astrology is kind of like a planner, right? It tells you what Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday is probably going to be like. It doesn't predict the future. You can't look at it that way. It's mathematical. It's energetic. And not to mention, all the days of the week are named after the planets. So clearly the planets take an important role in our life. Mercury retrograde, if you don't know what it is, is when astrologers thought that Mercury was going backwards. But really, it was a time where, because Mercury moves a lot faster than Earth, so picture your car as Earth, and the other car is Mercury. You're going faster than Mercury, and Mercury's slowing down. Therefore, it seems like it's going backwards, but really you're just passing it. That is Mercury retrograde. It happens four times a year. It lasts for about three or four weeks, I'm not sure. And it's when we energetically are a little bit more sluggish, a little bit more tired. And I don't revolve my life. I, it's not like I can say, oh, I'm lazy because of Mercury retrograde or I'm tired because of Mercury retrograde. It just has an influence to us. It affects travel, communication, contracts and negotiations, transportation. I just said travel, so that's the same thing. But it does affect those things. Technology. Not a good time to buy a TV. Make sure you keep the receipt. If something goes wrong with it. In fact, the other day I was at Bloomingdale's and I had to return something. Bloomingdale's outlet. Don't think I'm that bougie. But I was at Bloomingdale's and I was returning something. And the woman didn't appropriately put the return onto the gift card or store credit card. Luckily, I had the receipts so that way I could fix the problem. I held on to those receipts because I'm like, oh, knowing Mercury retrograde, it doesn't start till October 31st, by the way, but it does kind of fade in and fade out. So the first couple of days beforehand, it can take effect. I've been driving around seeing so many different accidents. Now, it doesn't mean don't go on the road because of Mercury retrograde. It just means pay attention extra to the road. Keep your eyes on it. Please don't text and drive. You shouldn't be doing that anyway. If you do have to sign a contract, it doesn't mean avoid it if you can. Like, reschedule it if the choice is available but otherwise triple check everything make sure you're putting more effort into communication because it's very easy for things to be miscommunicated it's a time where we should be pausing and more mindful and maybe taking a little bit of a breather it's good because it's a very good time and this is how i meant that's why i started with it before is that i've been purging and organizing because it is a very good time to nest instinctually 
we are supposed to kind of like fortify our little huts and nest and reorganize and make everything just more cozy for ourselves so that way we can be more productive and everything's in the right place. That always makes you feel good when everything is in a new place and you don't have the things in your way that you don't need. Another pro of Mercury Retrograde, because what I'm trying to say is that it's not all negative, is that you will see people that you haven't seen in a while. You will probably have events, which is ironic because I do have baby showers for my old friends, so I'll be reconnected with my high school friends a few times this month. I have an event, a housewarming party with some of my friends from college, so I will be reconnected with them. And you notice at those times that you have a lot of fun with people everyone's stir crazy they want to get out of the house or they've been dealing with the communication issues the travel issues and they all just want to let loose you might even run into someone that you haven't seen in a long time notice those things it's not all bad i know everyone wants to make it sound so negative but there's an upside to everything and that's the upside to it these things happen for a reason because we can't just be go 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 So it's the world's way of saying, light a candle and take a nice hot bath and double check your travel plans. Be at the airport a little bit earlier because you might have traffic. Pay more attention to the road. Pay more attention to your friends. Explain yourself a little bit better. If you're planning a wedding or you're getting married during Mercury Retrograde, communicate repeat things be on top of things it you will probably be more tired because you have to constantly catch the ball before it hits the ground and that's exhausting and that's all i have to say i think it's in scorpio this time i don't know what that means if you want to google it feel free but according to susan miller it is not a bad situation just a little bit challenging I just got an email from Danielle Page. She's an awesome astrologer. It says for Mercury Retrograde, how to keep your sanity is to receive and be open to new opportunities, reconnect, redo, repeat, and R&R, relax, rest and relaxation. So keep those R's in your mind and we can all complain together. Feel free to DM me at Wine Over Wisdom if you would like to leave me a five-star review. That would be amazing. I really appreciate that. If you think that anything deserves under five stars, please send me a DM at Wine Over Wisdom on Instagram, and I will be sure to fix that. Thank you. See you soon. Okay, this really is a bottle of Bravo. We're going right into an episode of Real Housewives of Dallas that just aired. If you don't watch, I really feel sorry for you. I laugh so hard I get an ab workout whenever I watch this franchise. But this week, it wasn't really on the funny end. We did get into some mother-daughter relationships. First off, Brandy, my heart goes out to her. I'm probably going to go back on birth control because kids are tough. Because because kids are tough. Her daughter, Brooklyn, is a f- just in a phase right now where she's just constantly testing her boundaries with her mom. Not to mention, the kid is maturing at a rapid pace. She's like 10 on the outside with a 15-year-old mindset. But what do you do in these situations? She has tried everything from bonding to being stern. 
And I just think the daughter is lacking the empathy for her mother or anyone really, but mostly her mother. And I don't know, does counseling help? I would really not know what to do if I was in her situation. And it's as though the daughter is projecting all her feelings by testing Brandy and her boundaries. It's just so exhausting because she has a little baby. So here we can see how this can be really difficult for Brandy to decide if she should adopt another child. On the show, if you don't know, just to give you a little bit of context, Brandy adopted her son Bruin from a teenager who is giving away her baby, and ironically, he is a redhead. So we get this precious little red baby boy, and he really matches the redhead motif of the family. However, the young mother is pregnant again with another baby. No comment on how she's pregnant again, not even a year later, but... Brandy now feels really guilty that if she adopts this baby, what will she do? And if she doesn't adopt the baby, is she responsible for splitting this family? Like splitting Bruin, her her son, from his sibling? Well, we see how Brooklyn is really not coping with her mother's distraction of an infant. So I'm not sure if she is terrified about bringing another kid into this family Also, lest we not forget that the adoption process that they shown previous season is brutal. So I feel terrible that she's in that predicament. Olivia Carey's daughter, I hope she looks at these episodes and reflects on the tone she speaks to her mother in. She was nicer in the end when Carey spoke about her own prom dress, so I, I liked that she finally warmed up later on. I'm afraid because I was the worst teenager. If I have a child and she is 3% of the teenager I was when I was that age, I will lose my mind. I was a freaking villain. Ugh, I cannot. But you know, at that age, you think that your internal struggles and strifes are the hardest and the worst and that nothing can match that level of difficulty that you're going through it's just such a bubble it's the age where we think we know everything and we still know nothing and then that just keeps getting worse and worse the more we get older and think we have our shit together when we really don't deandra in fact put out a tweet i think last night where she was like talking about leanne saying how can you wear an hermes bag but not even buy your wedding dress. That's a good point. Free Anne could not ever afford all of the things that she wears on that show. I heard she wears and returns items, but I'm not against a cast member on Real Housewives renting designer items for the, just to do it for the effect. But then she is having like a free sponsored wedding and it's over the top. I wonder how Leanne thought this was going to be produced onto the show. I believe she imagined it was going to be more like, oh Leanne, since you've been so generous and philanthropic and have given so much to the community, let us give it back to you. Well, it's not really going that way. Her charity image is just pretty much forgotten on the show. And if anything, we remember her dress company more. Also, what happened to her bachelorette? Deandra's husband is a delight. 
he's so supportive and makes really great points when it comes to that whole conversation with the mom mother d mama d mother d mama d i need some coffee i agree with the girls on the morning toast wholeheartedly that we still don't know what the name of the company is still like come on deandra you need to use that platform a lot better to save this i think this is like the saying goes she's observing the same two plates of food and not realizing there's a third one right over there she needs to whip out a millennial who knows how to run a Shopify account and get cracking. Does she need a media coordinator? I can help with beauty products because that is what I'm used to doing, but I can't do social media for myself, as you can probably see. I'm like the shoemaker who can't make his own shoes. I wonder if Bravo takes a cut of the brands that they promote on Housewives. I'm asking for a friend. We have come to the conclusion that Cameron has a golden vagina because I don't know how she got that photo album of her husband, Court, doing chores, fully clothed around the house. That is her porn. I thought that was fucking genius. I love the marriages on Real Housewives of Dallas. <laughs> I was so pissed that my husband was on a stupid headset and his laptop. I wanted him to watch and take some notes. We then break into Leanne's wedding, which I am relieved to see that Bravo is not making a huge deal out of it, to be honest with you. Bravo's kind of just treating it like any other Leanne event. We just get right to it. There's no buildup. The only uh, cliffhanger is whether or not the mom is going, going <laughs> whether the mom's going to show up marbles in my mouth marbles in my mouth but there has to be more to whether the mom is going to show up or not leanne as we all know is a sympathy vampire so there has to be more to the story i don't know what the mother is struggling with but i'm pretty sure she did not want or plan to not show up to her daughter's wedding on national television i just feel there has to be more to the story maybe the mom is struggling with something that we don't know about we will find out next episode. And then we break into Real Housewives of OC. I don't really want to dissect this episode that much, but what happens is Vicki Gumbelson throws herself a Queen Victoria birthday party because her birthday is the most important thing in the world. It was more like a Marie Antoinette movie mixed with the Jonas Brothers sucker video on acid. And I thought okay this is great that the girls are making vicky feel special and important again because we she as we all know she just lost her spot as she lost her orange she's not a main cast member slurring my words i'm not even drinking one right now and kelly dodd that was way harsh ty she said that she would rather go to vicky's funeral than her birthday but of course, Tamara, being the thirsty class act that she is, decides to repeat that information. You see Shannon in the corner covering her face, trying not to laugh. I was dying at that. I had to pause and rewind that over and over again. What is the point, Tamara? Stop being so self-producing. It is so transparent. America sees it. We're calling you out on it. Just unnecessary. 
And then Emily wins this episode. She hasn't really been doing a great thus far this season, but Emily wins this episode by just having a few funny commentary and not a mental breakdown. I feel bad for Gina. I am a huge supporter of Gina. Everything that she's going through with her daughter, so sad. And unfortunately, she had to wear that horrible Mad Hatter costume. No one made her. She decided that all on her own. But I appreciate her self-awareness that she looked kind of like a hooker or something. (laughs) And she got mad at Bronwyn for making a statement about public schools that sounded a little bit pretentious. I know Bronwyn has all of her kids going to a super open-minded performing arts school. She likes it because they're gender neutral and extremely open-minded. Not everyone has the luxury of sending their kids to something like that. So that was pretty much a hot button topic. Bronwyn just kind of always puts her foot in her mouth. At the end of the day, I'm glad that Gina was able to reel it back and not keep the fight going because she, I I am rooting for her. I support her. She's from Long Island and I can assure you that we all do not have that accent. Hers is very strong. Maybe in the early 90s that was more prevalent. We don't all have that freaking accent. But, you know, I'm rooting for her and I hope that she will stop fighting with everyone I understand she's going through a difficult time and she's unraveling but it's just be fun be fun a little bit a lot easier to say than to be in her shoes but I'm still going to say it <laughs>